Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Michael Stelzner. Today, my co-host is Jeff C. This is the show, yes, the show, for marketers who are like, wait, wait, what the heck's going on? What just happened last week? If you're trying to stay up on the the latest and greatest in the world of social media marketing, this is the show for you. We cover what broke in the last few days. This show is brought to you officially by our exclusive sponsor, Social Media Marketing World 2018. If you have not gotten your ticket, get your ticket. Today is the last day to save $400 on your all-access ticket, and the price is going to start ratcheting up. You know, it's almost a new year. It's time to invest in yourself. SMMW18.com. Again, SMMW18.com. On today's show, we are going to explore the brand new Snapchat redesign. What's going on with Snapchat? Sean Ayala will be joining us. Then in the second segment, we're going to talk about all the new changes from Instagram stories. And there are some really exciting changes. In the third segment, Messenger for Kids. Hmm. What does that mean? We're going to talk about that. And we have some really, really important breaking news for any of you who are publishers, meaning you have a website and you have a page. And uh, we're going to talk about some critical things that you need to know. By the way, please share this on whatever platform you are on. And with that, I'm going to go go ahead and um, bring Mr. Sean Ayala here on the show. By the way, folks, Sean is one of the leading experts in the world of Snapchat. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm good. Thank you. I, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. So um, before we get into uh, sharing uh, some of the changes that have happened with Snapchat, um, why is Snapchat going through a redesign? What's going on with Snapchat these days? So Snapchat is looking for opportunities to reach a larger audience right now. Um, Evan Spiegel, the CEO of Snap Inc., stated in his third quarter um, earnings call that he, he understands that there are um, people who are just having issues in understanding how to use the app. Um, so his idea um, is to simplify the app, and his, his words were separating the social from the media. Mm. Um, so just overall, he's really looking for opportunities to reach a larger audience with this redesign. By the way, before we get into the changes, I want to let everyone know if you missed today's episode of The Journey, journey.show, Sean was on that episode and we announced that we are officially on Snapchat. And this is um, important for you guys to pay attention because we're going on Snapchat for a reason, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But I believe that now is a good time to reconsider Snapchat for those of you that have abandoned it. So first, let's go ahead and start with talking about what has changed. The, uh, Sean, b- before we actually get into the details, it's really all about making it easier so that anybody can understand how to navigate the darn thing. Am I right? Exactly. Um, because just overall, it's kind of difficult going from just piece to piece in that app to really understand what you're doing or what you're searching for or trying to find. 
So, yes. So, um, for our audio listeners, we are now looking at a picture of a profile. And, um, Sean, maybe you can describe what's different or what's changed um, with what we're looking at here. Yep. So, we're looking at the profile picture, uh, the profile screen in Snapchat, in the new redesigned Snapchat. Historically, um, it's only been a section where you can get your snap code, which is the yellow code with the girl in the center of it. But here, you're also able to add your friends, um, bitmojis to trophies. You can view your story and the our story section um, where you can, instead of going to a different screen and trying to click through and find your views and your screenshots, it's all located in one um, area here for you. Okay. So what's the difference between my story and our story, Sean, for those of us who aren't active Snapchatters? So my story is the story that you, the individual, create um, to share with your friends. Our story is um, curated content for the area that you are at. If it's Los Angeles, if there's an event taking place, um, you're adding to the quote-unquote our story to contribute to a larger story that is taking place. Now, the trophies, if I recall, are just little... Um, kind of little visual things you get for ha- being active on Snapchat or have they changed that? Same thing is it's you um, gaining it's Snapchat awarding you for things that you do on Snapchat. So whether you take 50 screenshots of something um, or you send a video to 10 people, Snapchat will start um, and as always reward you um, with some trophies to earn to kind of show off to your friends. Now, they've also changed the way the friends page looks. So what's different, if you could describe in words, that from, from the prior experience? So in the past, um, when you Snapchat opens up with the um, camera first, um, that will not change. because Snapchat is really about um, capturing the moment and sharing it to your friends. When you swipe right, which is the left screen, this section is now your friends um, page that is curated is a curated list of your quote unquote friends. These are the people who have added you and you have added them in previous, in the previous version of Snapchat. This was a section of just messaging people. You, you were able to um, message phone call um, and send pictures on this, the screen, but now it's a curated list of your actual friends, people connected with the people kind of thing. Now, what's, um, and what's, here you'll be able to see the messages and view stories. What's really interesting is it doesn't appear to be in chronological order because if you look at some of this stuff, um, it's kind of all over the place. Like at the bottom, it says Mark W opened three hours ago. And then below that, it says Samantha G added to story 23 minutes ago. So is this kind of algorithmically organized in a way that they think it's more important based on the friends that you interact with the most? Yes, exactly. So what's new with this version too is the algorithm. So Snapchat will now present to you the people that you communicate and engage with more. Um, and through time, it will learn um, those specific people and the ones that you aren't really engaging with will shoot down to the bottom. Got it. Now, the Discover tab um, historically has been the place where uh, the major media entities have had kind of their little news shows and stuff, right? So what's different, if anything, about this? So what's different here is for for people that you are following that um, did not follow you back or friend you back will also show up in this section. So think about if you're a brand like Taco Bell um, and you added Taco Bell, but they did not add you back. They will not be in your friend side of the screen. They will be here in this discover section. 
also what's unique here too is that now you'll be able to find maps so originally you had to pinch the screen the camera screen to view maps and all the things that were happening there they will all be presented here so um influencers will now be shown in this side um and maps and just all the other news stories that's typically um in the discover side huh this is fascinating because like does that mean that we social media examiner need to start following people back otherwise we're going to be kind of competing with like the cbs new york times all that kind of stuff is that what i hear you saying yeah, so that brings up an interesting topic for brands, and I agree, um, because if your social media examiner isn't following back their friends, um, you are not seen in that other side. You are competing with everyone else. And yes, by the way, here is uh, follow SM examiner on Snapchat. Here is the snap code. Um, but yes, that brings up that idea of if you're not communicating or engaging with your um, following on Snapchat, you might miss an opportunity to be seen in the newsfeed. However, if you if you're in the Discover side and you're creating great content, um, and I always like to say you are as good as your last snap. Right. Um, if you're creating content and people are watching and viewing you, you will rank up because the other piece of this too is this is algorithmic as well. So if uh, Snapchat will present the content that is right um, and is right for you and the one that you are engaging with the most. What I love about this is when we look at the Discover tab, we see a couple of big brands at the top, and then we see just a person named David and his official story, right? So this is obviously an influencer. Um, and what's nice about this is you actually see a thumbnail of the story where you don't see that with your friends. You have to click in to see it, right? So maybe there exactly. is an advantage to competing in this Discover tab because it's kind of a little preview of what the story is, right? Yep. And, and, and I, I know there's pros and cons to both and I'm excited. I haven't gotten this, um, this update yet. So I'm hoping the moment I get it, we can explore more and kind of figure out, um, what is the best route for this. Right. So if you folks are on Snapchat, follow us at SM Examiner. Okay. So we've got some other exciting news, Sean. Um, this is pretty cool. Basically, um, object recognition filters. So describe what the heck, first of all, let me just tell you uh, what we're looking at, folks, a dog, and uh, we're looking at a picture of a dog and a picture of the ocean. So with that, Sean, tell us what in the world is this new object recognition filter stuff? Yes, yeah, so Snapchat released, uh, silently released this new feature um, that allows the camera to identify objects that you are shooting um, in the picture. So whether it's a picture of a cat, a dog, um, sports, um, if you're at a concert or you're at a beach, Snapchat, um, once you take that, once you've taken that photo, um, in the filter section where you swipe over some, some cool overlays, Snapchat will then present some unique filters, um, that, um, that complements the object that you take in a picture of. So in this instance, the dog, um, once you take that picture of a dog, Snapchat will identify the object and then present it's a potty. Um, and then same with uh, ocean and view. If you're at the beach, um, Snapchat will now identify those things and present to you some some unique filters to complement those snaps. And that's kind of cool because prior to this, it was all about geolocation, right? So like you'd be in a city and you would only have filters for that particular location. So in this case, it's not 
the ocean is not called ocean view. It just knows it's an ocean and it's recognizing that and showing you some ocean filters. And I understand the same thing works for food and also for sporting activities. I think this is kind of cool, Sean. It's almost like, um, Jeff, it's almost like what Pinterest does, right? With recognizing objects and giving you overlays. What do you think about this, Jeff? Yeah, I think it's very, very cool. Um, it's kind of amazing this technology and, and more and more and snap is kind of, I think leading the edge on this, especially for like the story kind of feel, uh, and features. So who knows if, if, uh, Instagram is going to copy this soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yes. um, it's, it's interesting because um, I know that this object recognition thing is becoming a bigger part of a lot of things like Amazon. If you guys have the Amazon app, you know, many people don't know this, but you can open the Amazon app, turn on the camera and point it at an object and it will search Amazon to find out what that thing is. So you can either um, purchase that thing or anything else. And then um, Google photos also has, this capability but it's a little different with google photos it just kind of knows that these kinds of pictures are in this location because the photograph itself has some geodata or it might recognize a face like apple you know it'll recognize a face and group all the people together but what's cool about this is this is adding a layer on top of a story right and it could be video or it could be a photograph right sean and i think this is where snapchat is excelling and the other social platforms are not doing anything like this. And you got to give a high five to Snapchat because they are innovating big time in this augmented reality space. Right, Sean? Yeah, they're doing a great job at just personalizing um, the experience, which I think is really unique and cool. Right. And that's this is a prime example of that. Um, and especially in this AR space. Um, and I know we're going to get to that, too. But there is there are some incredible things happening from a Snapchat perspective. Okay, marketers, um, we're going to talk about two new ad formats that Snapchat has introduced. And the first one is called Promoted Stories. And maybe you can describe how that works, Sean, and then maybe describe what the heck we're looking at here. Yes, yeah, so Promoted Stories. So um, let's back up uh, just a quick second. Today in Snapchat, you are able to create a 10-second ad um, that is intertwined in your friend's stories feed. So it's a commercial, 10 seconds only. That's all you're able to do. Today, um, Snapchat has a, has a new one, which is promoted or sponsored story um, that is now um, you have the ability to have it seen in the stories feed. So now it's not hidden as a commercial. It is now presented to everyone um, in, um, on Snapchat and, and who's using it. So the cool thing about this new, so HBO um, was the first to test this. And this is at a minimum three snaps to a 10 snaps total video ad or picture ad. So instead of having just one snap at 10 seconds, you now can tell a story mm. up to 10 snaps um, with this new sponsor. So up to 100 um, seconds. That's pretty crazy. Promote, yeah. Add. And the cool thing about this, too, is that, um, yes, you can still add attachments to it. You can add links. Um, you can add um, just whatever you want to, to link out to a certain spot. Um, but this is now thrown in the stories feed, which is really unique and cool compared to the current ads that you can run on Snapchat. Now, just out of curiosity, um, if you're watching, does Snapchat still allow you to just start automatically watching all your friends' stuff, or do you still have to select the friend to watch? How does that work? Remember, they, they used to be able to that. sew it all together? Yep, they removed it. They're, they're bringing it back with this new um, redesign, though, on the, on the 
friend side of the, the, the thing. So, so these ads are going to show up when I'm watching my friends' stories or are they going to show up in the, I mean, where are they going to show up? Just help the marketer like understand like in what context would these ads be seen? So this specific ad right here that we're looking at for HBO, um, you will only be able to see it if you swipe over to the discovery side. And so that's the future app. So we don't know where that's going. So today, so sorry, let's back it up. Yep. Today, when you swipe over to your stories feed and you see the list of your friends, this sponsored section will be at the bottom of, um, the, of your organic feed of people um, who's just posting stories today. So at the bottom of it, you'll have an opportunity to see this layout um, with HBO and you click on it and you can watch the 10 second the up to 10 snap video. I would imagine if you have a longer video, it's going to cost you more, more money. I would imagine because you're paying for each of those. I mean, I don't know. Have you done any of these kind of ads yet or no? Today with the, with the singular ad, yes, it's $50 per day. Um, this specific sponsored ad, it's a flat rate. Um, there is no cost out there that anyone knows about yet, but it is a flat rate cost for a single day and it goes countrywide. Oh, wow. Um, so it's pretty big cost, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So it's a cost, a large one. Okay. This next thing is pretty freaking cool. Augmented reality uh, ads. Talk, talk about what we're looking at here on the screen, because this does not look, this looks real to me. What are we looking at here? So this is really cool. BMW did an incredible job promoting their X2 um, vehicle before it hits um, the showrooms. Here is an augmented car that you can um, see through your Snapchat lens. Um, and you can literally walk around this car and it's like lifestyle in front of you. The cool thing about these new AR um, ads is that you can also engage with them. So in this example, uh, BMW allows you to change the color of the car. Wow. Um, so you can see it in different colors. Um, but the unique thing was you're able to walk around it. The, uh, the other thing about this is that people are spending a lot of time going through the filters on Snapchat. So even if um, a Snapchatter isn't sharing this to their friends, the opportunity of a Snapchatter playing with it, walking around with it, and engaging with this car is well worth um, having something like this placed in Snapchat because that's what the Snapchatters are doing. And just to give some perspective, uh, we're looking at a couple pictures here that are actually not photographs of a car. Instead, it's literally someone opening up Snapchat, opening up their camera, and literally just throwing the virtual augmented reality car on the beach. It's not really there. It looks like it's there. And then you could literally while you're looking through your camera lens, walk around and check out the car. You could actually technically put it in your garage, <laughs> right? And you could see how yes. it's going to look inside of your garage. You can change the colors of it. I mean, Jeff, isn't this a lot like what we've been talking about with some of the products and stuff that uh, we've been seeing with some of the other platforms? Who was it? Was it Pinterest recently that offered something like this with Amazon or something? Or I can't remember. Well, Amazon has been doing that too, is where you can... Um, and. I think it was Amazon where you can see what it looks like in your room. Like if you bought a lamp, you could put it on your, yeah. on your table to see if it looks like if you want to buy it. And so it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And since we've social media examiner has been uh, going all in on Snapchat. So we, Eric and I have been diving into this a lot and there's a lot of these cool filters and it just gets your mind going where, where you can go with a AR and where, what's going to happen. And, and 
it's just, it's amazing with some of these. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Tell everyone where they can discover more about you and all the great stuff you've got going on. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you guys having me on. If you want to learn more about me, um, you can go to SeanAyala.com and you can find me on socials everywhere at Sean as well. Sean Ayala. Cool. And that's uh, S-H-A-U-N-A-Y-A-L-A. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Talk to you soon. (laughs) All right, folks, if you want to learn more about uh, Snapchat advertising and Snapchat, come to Social Media Marketing World where you can meet people like Sean who can teach you how to use this kind of stuff and how to tap into this huge demographic of the next generation, really, of future uh, business people, future marketers and consumers, because there are a lot of people on Snapchat, a big under uh, exposed audience for sure. Now we're going to switch over to Snapchat's direct competitor, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. And with that, uh, Jeff, Instagram has announced some really, really cool new features. Um, we're going to start by talking about this first thing, which is the ability to archive your stories. So Jeff, what's the news here? Yeah. So if you're, if you're wanting to know if you have this or not, this is available at Instagram's version 25. So if you don't see any of this stuff, go update your app. Um, but now, which is very, very cool, your stories will now automatically save to archive when they expire. You can turn that off if you want, but why? I mean, I just think it's awesome. Um, By the way, you very, should cool. state that they archive into the cloud. That's important, right? Right, because it doesn't – I mean, you can still download them to your, your photos if you want to, but it saves in the cloud, so you actually save on space, which is kind of a big thing if you're doing a lot of stories. And so it, it does what it says. They automatically save when they expire, and it now lets you easily go revisit um, your stories. And if you look uh, in the center screen here where it shows your archive, and this is right by your post archive, so you can switch between your regular posts where you can have that ability to archive posts out of your feed – um, you just swipe over and you have access to this new stories archive. But it also puts the little date up at the top uh, left-hand corner. And you can then actually go and reshare this to your stories at a later time. So it's very, very cool. You can share it as a post. You can share it um, as something we're going to talk about a little bit later called highlights, which is even more exciting. But um, it's very, very cool. Uh, a lot of people have been asking for it. And it is uh, active now. Both Eric and I have it on all of our accounts. You know what I love about this is, first of all, if you're super active on Instagram and you're creating lots of stories and you just want to go back and review like the last year or when you're at an event or whatever, you can go back and you can relive that stuff, which is one of the big advantages that Facebook has, right? So they're almost like Facebookizing, if you will, Instagram by allowing you to have um, have more than just your, your your normal Instagram kind of pictures and stuff, but these raw moments in time. And that's pretty dang exciting. And it well, also, and, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, Adweek actually emailed um, Instagram and said, hey, how can brands use this? And one of the things is, is they were saying, you can now extend your campaigns and promotions now beyond the 24 hours and you can showcase stuff. So it's very, very cool, um, this ability to highlight stuff. Now, um, what's really kind of cool is we're looking at um, it. Also, it also looks like it might show a little bit of metrics here because if you take a look at the example they're showing here on the screen, this is somebody pulling up a, a story from May nineteenth, and it says that it was seen by twenty, and it shows a couple of faces. Now, it doesn't mm-hmm. state that this is a business account, so I wonder: does it is that is that already available right now with stories um, or not? Yeah. 
it's available for business because we have it for the social media examiner account as well as um, for my personal accounts that I've used. So one of the things that it's, it's kind of confusing because it doesn't show up unless you actually have a story. So if you haven't done a story yet, you're not going to see a place to archive. So if you go to your, you, you know, your archive on your profile and you don't see it, you need to create a story and then you probably will have access to this if you have the newest version of the app. So, okay. So once you have started archiving, then mm-hmm. the next part of the story is kind of interesting. Um, oh, they're calling cool. it stories highlights. So yes. first of all, describe what a story highlight is and who can see it. And then we can describe kind of like what we're looking at here on the screen. Sure. So this is a new section on your profile below your bio. And um, it allows you to group stories that you've shared that you've like put in your archive and or even you just did and share them to your profile. So it's very, very easy to do to create a new highlight. You click there's a new little plus button that says new and you just create that. You can add you can choose any story from your archive uh, and say a cover for your highlight and give it a name. And then once you're done, the highlight will appear on a circle on your profile forever. It kind of. Yes, and plays for a story. And the cool thing is um, you have unlimited uh, ones of this. And Eric and I were talking, and what's so cool about this is the profile is where your link is. And it's been hard for a lot of people to use, you know, to get to your link. Well, now people will be visiting your profile page anyway to check out these stories. Your link is there. I just think it's going to give a lot more traction to that profile section on Instagram. Well, let me put up a hypothetical situation. Let's say you go to an amazing event. Maybe it's social media marketing world. And let's say you just go nutso and create lots of stories. What's stopping you from creating a little highlight that said, you know, um, world 18 or something super simple like that. And then it's just there whenever you want it. And it's like a curated, a bunch of stories. I'm imagining you, yeah, you get to select which ones go in it and then it's not, Mm -hmm. can you make it public or private? Do you know? Uh, it's automatically pu- uh, public. I don't think you can have a private one. So, okay, like what we've already started doing, we've already uh, Phil and the team have been shooting some uh, horizontal, I mean, some vertical video for us, and so I've been sharing that to stories. And now I have a place where I call it, you know, Social Media Marketing World 18 Prep. Now you don't have a lot of space to actually make a description, so you kind of have to be a little bit creative, right? But and so I'm going to have one for the journey trailers that we have. Oh, cool! We share on there, and so we can break it down, and it lives on our profile forever. You can have unlimited amount of these. You can the the limit of the stories that you can put in a highlight is a hundred, but that's a lot of stories. I mean, that's a lot, and you can always. This create is freaking cool, it. man. This is. I think this is amazing. Uh, what's the word on the street, uh, Jeff? From the people that you've been, you know, I know we've been talking about this for a couple of days. What are people? Are they excited about it? Do they like it? What's what's the, what's the thoughts on this? Yeah, and I and I think it's got it's going to have people create more stories because before it's always like. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's gone after 24 hours and it was hard to save. Um, what does not work if you go live and you share it to go to your story later, like when Eric and I go live and break the news, it doesn't share it, uh, to a place where you can download it or put it in one of these highlights, which is kind of a shame, but I kind of understand because some of those can be a little long, but maybe we'll offer that later. But yeah, people are excited because it gives, it gives you, um, I mean, if you have a campaign, let's say you're doing a stories campaign where you're promoting a product or an event. Well, now, you have longevity and it can live somewhere and people can watch it and you can break it down in, in sections like behind the scenes, you know, live, you know, interviews or whatever you do. It's just, it opens up uh, that profile page a ton. I think this is, I think this is killer. Um, so many people are, 
especially marketers are frustrated with the idea of creating disposable content, right? Which is the idea that it's gone forever, right? And you spend, you know, a lot of effort trying to think about these things and then you can never easily recover them. Um, now you can at least archive them so you can come back to them whenever you want. My guess is you could save the archives. Do you think that's a fair assessment? You could recover those archives and save them to your camera roll? Yes, I believe you can download those stories. You can, when you go to your, your stories inside the, the archive, you could download them right in there. So I see a lot of people also, I think this is going to up Instagram stories. You know, Snapchat's kind of lead, leads the, if you look at the discovery thing, I go there all the time to get inspired on how to create vertical video. Right. I think this is going to take vertical video on Instagram to the next level because people will want to have polished vertical video in these archive sections. Well, and just a few weeks ago, we talked about how there's 500 million active users using stories. So um, that's a gargantuous chunk of the total audience, like more than two thirds. And um, they obviously probably have been calling for this for a long time, which is the ability to be able to like organize them and the ability to recall them. This kind of reminds me a little bit like Pinterest, isn't it, Jeff? These are almost like boards, right? It kind of is. Yeah. So it's, and, but it's more video based, which Pinterest isn't. Right. So I think it's a great way. It's also something that really sets it apart from Snapchat because Snapchat, remember everything's 24 hours and they kind of keep, still keep it that way. Right. Instagram's kind of saying, Hey, listen, our stuff's so important. You want to watch it whenever. And that's a very, very interesting thing, I believe. Okay, more exciting news. We're switching to different topic. This is Pinterest and Messenger working together. Um, right. They have introduced two different things here. Uh, what is this first thing we're looking at here, Jeff? Pinterest chat extension. What is this exactly? Yeah. So what has happened is there's 200 million people who use Pinterest every month, and, and there's over 1 million pins shared to Facebook Messenger each week. So people hmm. are already using Messenger to uh, share their pins with people. And they said, well, we might as well make this uh, a part of the feature. So um, now you have this chat extension. It works really slick. Um, You can actually send pins. They can open them up right inside the Messenger app. It's really fast. You can even click over to the link uh, that it actually goes to, like if it's a recipe pin, and it will pop up in the Messenger. And then you can actually share it with other people in the Messenger. It's really super fast and uh, super slick the way it works inside of Messenger. So... um, one of the things I had to do, if you're wanting to try this, you know, make sure you update to the most recent version of the Pinterest app and also the most recent version version of Messenger. So you don't so, need to add any special extensions to Messenger as long as you have those two things, you're good to go. You're good to go. What's cool about this is, um, first of all, how do you even, I guess you're first pasting something from Pinterest into Messenger. Is that what prompts it to start? Is that... Is that your understanding? Well, well, now it's no, it's baked into Pinterest. So, like, if I'm in the Pinterest app on my phone or even on my desktop, there now when I sh- want to share a pin, there's a messenger button built uh. right into it, and it goes boom right into there, and it's seamless and really slick. Before people were having kind of you know having to kind of navigate a little little harder around the the, the app, but now boom, it's baked right in. Um, it's because re- you know ninety percent of all users on Pinterest use mobile. Most people are going through a mobile device. And so having that baked right into the Pinterest app on your mobile makes it even slicker to send it to your friends on Messenger. And that's good, by the way, for any of you who are trying to sell any products or anything, because this just extends, if you will, Pinterest right on over to Messenger. And as we're looking at right here, someone has shared a um, citrus mint squeeze into Messenger. And then there's this button that says, see similar ideas. And what this does is it actually brings up other, it's almost like these two apps are communicating with each other, right? 
Right. Well, and the, and the cool thing is now it shows that full pin in Messenger. It just doesn't do a link like when you could kind of share it before. And Elisa Meredith and I were testing it out this morning, and she even noticed it gave her a little uh, uh, like a call out box and hey, said, "Hey, we're now showing uh, your images in 4K." So they're even actually having the image. Uh, resolution boost up when you're using this messenger app. So it's very, very cool. Um, it's just more of a richer, more mm. integrated uh, thing. And it's great for both mess- for uh, Facebook and Pinterest because it keeps people on the app more. And uh, that's everybody. That's all these uh, platforms. in. Yeah. Google, we announced uh, last week messenger was supporting 4k. So maybe that was kind of getting them ready for this Pinterest cool. to messenger kind of thing. Cause I would imagine, I don't know, Pinterest, you can put a pretty high resolution image on there. Is that correct, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, I think this is one of their first kind of, they had this new rollout of this development kit. And I think this is one of the first big uh, companies that's using this new SDK to develop stuff for Messenger. So, And then the second part of this is this uh, Messenger bot, which is very, very cool, which is another reason just to stay in Messenger and and use uh, Pinterest because they have a, a bot now. So you can message Pinterest directly in Messenger and say, and I tried this. I said, hey, I want a good uh, pulled pork barbecue recipe. And it brought me these pins in a carousel and I could scroll through them in Messenger and then I could click on them, see the recipe. I could send it to people. Um, it's all seamless inside of Messenger and it works awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. We're looking at an example of uh, somebody asked, um, somebody clicked on the category of food and then up came some grilled salmon options and 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 then you can go ahead. I would imagine does it send does it keep the Pinterest experience inside of Messenger or does it go to Pinterest once you click on these it, things? It keeps it inside of Messenger, but you can click on it and go outside and like get to the like you can actually open it in Safari. Um, but it like you can see more about that pin or you can try a new topic once you if you like exhausted all the ones that they had uh, suggested to you. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Pinterest says they're really this is just kind of uh, a kind of the bare bones when they're rolling out this bot and it's going to have a lot more features on it in the future. What I find fascinating about this is I know Pinterest doesn't think of themselves as a social network, but we do as marketers. This is the first time we've seen a true, strong collaboration between two major social networks, right? Normally, they're competing against each other. Instead, you've got Pinterest embracing the fact that their audience is using Messenger to send private messages instead of Pinterest, right? Because isn't it true that you can still send messages in Pinterest, right? Yeah. You can still pin, still pins to other people in Messenger. It's funny you mentioned that um, how they're working together because Pinterest now, when they have a live like a breaking news or even about I think this uh, feature, they do a Facebook Live. Really, they don't worry. They're not worried about you know getting on other people's ne- uh, networks because they really don't want to be known as a social network. So they have no problem working with Facebook on this and even using their live platform. Absolutely fascinating. Okay, now we're going to talk about something that's a little bit controversial, which is another Messenger thing, which is that Facebook has launched Messenger Kids. And um, let me give you a little bit of background on this. It's a standalone app targeted at children who are under the age of 13. And what they can do is they can do video chats. They can send kid-appropriate gifts. They can use kid-appropriate frames and stickers and masks and drawing tools. Now, here is the important part. They are compliant with the Children's Online Privacy and Protection Act. We'll talk about what that means in a minute. There's complete parental control. There will there are no ads. There are no in-app purchases. So, um, 
TechCrunch talked to Facebook and Facebook said they will not be monetizing directly Messenger kids and they will not be automatically migrating kids from Messenger when they turn 13 and they will also not be collecting any data on activity for children. Um, it's important in order for them to be compliant with the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act that all three of these requirements be met. In addition, children cannot sign up for a Facebook account if they're under 13. That's the terms of policy for Facebook. So the way this works is a parent must authenticate uh, their child to use this app. So first of all, the parent must have a Facebook account. They must authentic authenticate their child on this particular app. And then they create a miniature profile, which is just the kid's name and the photograph. And as we're seeing right here, um, we're looking at a picture of what looks like maybe, um, you know, the kid talking to like aunts and uncles and cousins in different parts right. of the world, kind of in a group chat. And um, it's, I don't know, what's your thoughts on this, Jeff, now that you understand at least what they're claiming as far as the privacy and stuff? Right. I think it's great. I think they really did re do a, a good job of reaching out to some of these uh, children's groups. I think it's an awesome way for your kids to connect with. Like if you're spread over uh, the, the U.S. or other countries and you want to connect with people and you want to have your kids be able to talk to grandma and grandpa, I think it's a great opportunity. But I also um, I'm going to channel my inner, inner Eric Fisher here. I also think that it's a thinly veiled attempt for for Facebook to get kids uh, on their their platform because my kids it's Facebook is the old people platform and they have an issue with that. And I think this is them looking to the future and going, Hey, I want to get kids used to my, you know, being on Facebook, being on there and um, getting them kind of to drink the Kool-Aid. I do think it's a great tool for families, but I, I still have a little problem with just giving my kid or especially my younger kids are or, 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 um, just tablets and let them go to town. So um, I think, you know, I have a 13 year old, a 10 year old and a 16 year old. And I think that I might consider giving my two younger kids access to this thing because first of all, they love the filter, the face filter stuff. They go nuts over that. And they're always right. asking for dad or mom's phone. So, um, and I know many of you are thinking, well, they can do all this right now with my phone. But the difference is so many kids have iPads, iPods, you know, maybe they don't have their own phone yet and they right. want to have a way to communicate with their friends. And this is a way that they can do it. And because you're the parent, you have complete control over this, which is a lot better than just getting them on Snapchat, for example. You know what I mean? When they're super, super young. Now, this is what's interesting is if you guys remember, uh, TBH was acquired by Facebook for like $100 million a couple of months ago. And TBH is a really cool app that allows kids to... Um, basically have little uh, uplifting kind of um, contests with their friends, like who's the most likely to, you know, win a beauty pageant or whatever, and then you list all your friends. And it's kind of what they call an anonymous popularity app. And um, what's cool is this is part of a team of 100 people only inside of Facebook called the youth team. And basically what they're doing is they're trying to um, – they're trying to um, acclimate the next generation to some of the cool features. And they know, just like when I grew up, Jeff, I grew up with Apple IIe's in the school. And now I'm an Apple customer. You know what I mean? So they know that if they can get kids using these cool apps in a way that's completely safe and parent friendly, that maybe these kids, when they graduate, will choose to stick with Facebook instead of Snapchat. So I think that's what they're doing here. 
Um, I think it's fascinating. I predict it will take off if for anything, just because of the face filters and stuff. I think kids are going to go nuts with that. Yeah, I agree. All right. Next news item. This is, this is the important thing that I alluded to earlier in the show. If you have a, um, if you have a website, which many of you do, and you share links to your website, many of you know that they are making it harder for you to edit any of the open graph data that's pulled in to uh, Facebook. Well, um, this is the official news and a hat tip to Matt Navarra from uh, Next Web for first notifying us to this. Um, according to Facebook, in early Q1 of 2018, you will not be able to edit content that appears on Facebook. They it just you won't be able to do it. So what what that means is that open graph data that comes in will be impossible for you to edit. However, if your domain is verified, if your website is verified, you will be able to edit it. And this is the process. Now, I strongly recommend that everybody do this, whether or not you ever think you're going to need to edit or not, because you never know. <laughs> you never know when, you know, especially depending on how big your company is, uh, you know, Division X didn't put the right open graph data in there and you don't have a way to edit that and therefore it's all wonked up. You know, we've had this happen right. before. So here's how it works. You go into business manager and then you, um, you click on the business settings as we show here on the right. And I did this yesterday. It's super easy. Then what you do is you'll see a bunch of, um, under the people and assets category, you'll see this thing called domains. Then you scroll down and you literally type in just like socialmediaexaminer.com. You don't need to put the, you know, www or HTTPS or any of that kind of stuff. Then the next step is they give you some instructions. And there's two ways to do this. Number one is you could upload a file, which must remain forever on your web domain, or you can add a piece of code to your DNS records. Now, both of these are slightly technical and likely will require someone who knows what the heck they're doing. I chose to add the DNS records to our DNS records. Instantly, I was verified. Um, and when that process is done, you know, once you do that, you just hit verify and then boom, you get verified. And Facebook said you need to keep the, uh, the code there because they're going to recheck for verification on a regular basis. Now, we don't know what this could mean down the road. Verified pages might have other advantages down the road. So I strongly recommend you guys go ahead and get that done. All right, moving on to our next news item, which is kind of fascinating. Um, Facebook has unveiled this pretty cool feature called Did You Know? And by the way, remember I mentioned earlier that Facebook acquired a, uh, somebody called TBH. This is very much kind of the similar kind of feature and function of what TBH does. So here's how this works. If you are on your mobile device or you are on a desktop, what you do is you go to your personal profile, and you start scrolling and below your friends and below the featured albums will be this new thing called did you know and when you click on did you know you have this option to cycle through a bunch of questions like it just has a random one and you can just start cycling through the questions and you'll see um, this thing that says new question and there's just endless prompts that you can actually cycle through. And I chose to say something I'll never do again is, and then what happens is you can go ahead and you can give an answer to that question. I said something that I'll never do again is I will never use the did you know feature again. <laughs> and you can put a cool colored feature behind it you can, it looks like, um, and then you hit publish. 
All right. And when you hit publish, this is what's kind of fascinating. It ends up kind of, you'll end up with a little grid under the, did you know? Mm -hmm. So all your, did you know, stack up next to each other and it's kind of a, and they publish into your profile so people can chat on it. So it's just kind of little factoids about you and a person. So what do you think about this, Jeff? Well, can you delete it if you don't like, I mean, if I would imagine uh, so, I don't know. I I just published one today on my personal profile and I would imagine I could delete it. I get worried about the big brother aspect of Facebook. Like if I, if they ask me what my favorite Marvel character is and if I say Spider-Man, am I going to see all these ads about the Spider-Man toys and all that stuff? So that, I don't know. You are, you are, you are smart. You are smart. My Padawan. I think indeed, (laughs) I think indeed they are collecting data on you, but they're also trying to make Facebook more fun. Right. Because as we said earlier, it's the old people's network now, right? Right. (laughs) So they're trying to add some of these fun young features that you find on the other platforms. All right. Um, in an, in another cool news item, uh, have you got this? <laughs> um, I don't know, Jeff, if you've got this or not, but uh, hat tip to um, hat tip to Julia Dowdery, who belongs to the Social Media Marketing Society. You know those cool little animated things where you click on them and they and they they do cool stuff. So now the phrase "You got this." is actually a hot clickable on desktop and mobile. And when you click on it, this cool little animation of um, the thumbs up bounces and changes color across the screen. So everybody go ahead and try this. Just say, have I got this? <laughs> you know, you no, can you can't. You have to say you. I, yeah. You have to say the word you got this. So, um, and it's just kind of a cool little new feature. This is just kind of like one of those random discoveries. All right. So now Facebook adds new greeting buttons to personal profiles. And this is another one from Annette Navarro from the next web uh, bringing it to us. So these new greeting buttons they're testing, uh, they're kind of rolled out these that go underneath your profile picture and you get like different options, like not just uh, poke anymore. It's hug, wink, poke or high five. And this has been spotted on mobile uh, and underneath the get to know more about your friends cards. And so I don't um, have it yet. I don't think you do yet either, do you, Jeff? No, but I'm just so scared that my mom's going to get a hold of this because she'll poke, prod, <laughs> wave, high five, tell me to stand up straight. It'll be horrible. I just don't know why they're going to do this to us. So anyway. That's, yeah, I mean, like that's I've never funny. understood the poke thing, but uh, the yeah. high five thing I could see using. And by yeah. the way, did you guys, have you ever noticed they do the high five thing in Messenger? Or the wave, yeah. the, the wave thing in Messenger. So I don't know if you've noticed, but when you're, um, when you guys go into Messenger, you can just wave to a person. And that's kind of like the equivalent of you were just walking down the hall and waving. So I've started seeing this in Messenger. And it, again, it seems like another, uh, another right. thing to bring the coolness, right, to Facebook. Right. But then you can get stuck in an endless loop of just waving and poking and prodding your friends back. And, I mean, it just never ends. I don't want that. So. I don't know. I would imagine people are going to get creative with this, but I get yeah. it, Jeff. I don't think it's for you and me, my man. No. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the next item. Um, face. This is a found in the wild. Um, again, found by Matt, Matt Navarra. Um, the best way to describe this is go live with inspiration um, feature is I'm going to read the tooltip. It says live inspiration provides weekly topics to broadcast about. Use these topics as inspiration to create short live video, excuse me, detailing your experience. And it says this week's inspiration. What's your favorite dance move? Jeff, what's your, 
you know, it's the truffle. The Macarea. That's my favorite one from the Goonies. If anybody watches that, that's there fun. you go. Yeah. So uh, my favorite dance movie is to not dance. How's that sound? But oh, what's, <laughs> but but the the whole thing is it's just little prompts when you're going live to kind of encourage you to. Um, to think of what in the world you might want to go live about. So that's, again, another interesting thing that is not officially rolled out, but it has been found in the wild. All right, our next news item, Jeff, uh, if you want to take this one. Yeah, so uh, Instagram testing uh, this standalone Instagram app in um, is is in Messenger. So um, wait a minute, they're, they're hold on a second. That- so say that one more time because I didn't understand what you what you said there. Okay, so Instagram testing a standalone Instagram direct app in selected countries. So in um, there, just like they used, they did with Messenger. You know how they, uh, when we first had Facebook, it was it was in there in the in the app, and now they've broken this outside of it in countries on iOS for uh, Uruguay, Chile, Turkey, Italy, Portugal, and Israel. And so um, th- this is going to be like the first a camera first app that can connect seamlessly back to Instagram. So. They're testing to break this out where you can direct message back and forth. And um, I, it, it may happen because Facebook has no problem with taking apps that they think um, would work better on their own, like WhatsApp and some of the other ones, and breaking them out. And there's so many people using direct uh, messaging in uh, Instagram or that the direct feature that this could happen. But they're just testing it now in those countries I mentioned. Um, and the thing is, if you install direct – the inbox disappears from the Instagram app and can only be accessed by wow. the messaging app. So this uh, reminds just, me of Facebook Messenger Day. I don't know if you remember it first rolled out right. in Australia and a couple of countries where they would, where Facebook Messenger Day was the very first time you could do a stories like experience, but it was inside of mess outside of Instagram, and it was uh, <coughs> excuse me in Messenger. So it looks like maybe in these particular countries they notice that the use case for stories is more like a private communication instead of a public communication. So maybe bringing all the features and functions that stories has, but allowing it to be sent one to one or one to a small group of people mm-hmm. is more appropriate culturally in these particular countries. I don't know. Um, yeah. It might explain it. The- and they're also uh, the the article reported too in the Verge said um, it also is a kind of a shot across the bow at Snapchat again because Snapchat does have that intimate stories right. I mean, inter- intimate messaging like you mis- uh, mentioned and um, we'll see how that works but like we said it's only available in those six uh, select countries and Instagram has not said anything about rolling out globally absolutely fascinating absolutely fascinating so okay. Facebook is testing pre-roll ads in the watch tab. Okay. Facebook watch, as you guys know, was introduced. Um, I don't know. It feels like just a couple of months ago and it's their, uh, TV platform, uh, within Facebook where you can watch original programming specifically, uh, on, uh, your television through the Facebook app, um, on your mobile devices through the Facebook app. And they've not yet monetized any of the Facebook watch programming. However, and this is highly speculatory, AdAge um, has said that uh, they've declined to comment on the story, but they're expecting, but they are beginning some studies on how users respond to these new pre-roll commercials. So the idea of a pre-roll is what you see when you're on YouTube and, and it's the unskippable commercial, you know, um, and, and uh, AdAge has said that Facebook plans to test video ads to start at the start of watch shows in the coming weeks. Now, this is kind of exciting news for those of us that are marketers because 
this means that we may be able to have our ads show up, you know, in this programming. And I think in the beginning, it's only going to be the really big brands as it typically is, but eventually these ads will be targetable. So if there is a particular uh, program that's on watch, that's the perfect demographic for you, this may be an interesting opportunity for you to go ahead and, uh, you know, try to target some of those shows. What do you think, Jeff? I think it's interesting, especially since uh, Zuckerberg said we will never do this. But we all, you mentioned before that they're running out of ad space. Right. And so this is another spot for them. And video is, you know, they see the value of video. And we've been talking about video on this show forever. And right. it just continues to, to go. And so it makes sense for them to do. It'll be interesting to see if, like as a video creator, to make sure that you're creating a great ad to put it on there. Because the last thing you want to have is people hacked off at that pre-roll ad and unliking you or, you know, giving you a, a, a angry emoji on that video. So exactly. it'll be interesting how that works. Exactly. All right. Uh, what is our next news item, Jeff? It's that uh, Facebook is testing the ability to import Instagram contacts into messenger. Mm. Uh, so um, they're, integrating it and pretty much what it says is that they're just easily to sync your Instagram contacts into the messenger experience and they're testing this and now in messenger you can visit the people tab and at the very very top there's a uh, new option called connect to Instagram to add your Instagram contacts to a list of friends that you can reach with Facebook's instant messaging application so um, and you can also add your Instagram contacts from the messenger signup flow if you're a new user so it's just one. I don't know if they're going to really roll this out. They're not. There's no formal announcement about the launch of this feature, but um, they're both have been starting to test this. So it makes sense because Facebook's owned by Instagram and and uh, kind of merging them together. We'll just see. They're really pushing a lot of new features in Messenger, and so yeah, uh, they may they may roll it out. It's pretty fascinating, actually. All right. Uh, Periscope has expanded their super broadcaster program. For those that don't understand what that is, um, it's a uh, program where you can take your star balance uh, and exchange it for cash. And the way it works is that broadcasters can earn stars when the viewers give them super hearts during the live streams. And it is now rolling into Canada, the United Kingdom, and Ireland. And in order to be eligible for the program, you have to have at least 185,000 stars you need to have at least 50 live viewers and 75 replay viewers per broadcast. So if you are active on the scope um, and you are in Canada or the UK or Ireland and you want to start monetizing your stream, well, you might want to apply. Very cool. Uh, the next um, one, we're talking our final one, I believe, is that, nope, we have one after this. But YouTube announces increased content moderation and stricter advertising criteria that's coming up in 2018, which to me is a uh, good idea. They're saying that they're going to ramp up their ad, ad review staff. So those are actually physical people who are actually reviewing these these ads uh, up to 10,000 and plans to apply stricter wow. criteria for which channels and videos are eligible for advertising. 10,000 so, people um, reviewing ads. That's a huge number. Yeah, so um, that's that's kind of crazy, but they're having some problems because I've even had issues before of, of when you have you, those videos come up to uh, next to you after your video is run, some of those aren't appropriate, and there's been a lot of backlash mm. of uh, advertisers and people putting stuff on YouTube that doesn't match their brand. Um, you know, if you have a family-friendly thing and there's some R-rated movie trailer playing after that, it really doesn't make sense, and so right. they're trying to really get that 
uh, problem fixed. And they're saying they're going to develop more tools to create more transparency around flagged content. So if something is flagged as inappropriate, it's supposedly supposed to be moved on a little bit quicker. Um, and that's kind of the news out of YouTube. So they're, they're de developing these tools. I hope they do the same thing with comments because sometimes that can be a cesspool that you have to wade through. But um, I'm glad to see this uh, more transparency on YouTube. Yeah, well, definitely, uh, I believe comments is part of this, uh, or at least okay. maybe I heard that somewhere, but I think that's coming. So now, uh, the next news item is Twitter is enhancing its support for AMP, Google AMP article analytics. So let me explain what this means. Uh, Google AMP, uh, is, you know, whenever you do a Google search and it's that stuff that pops up instantly, it's like Facebook's instant articles. Um, the problem with that is that, uh, you do not get, uh, you do not get the advantage of that traffic being on your website. So Twitter is now working with uh, analytics to actually send Google analytics in particular. It will ping the original article URL in the background to allow your analytics services to track the read and know that it came from Twitter. So that's one of the downsides to AMP is that you don't really have a good way of tracking everything. So now Twitter is going to be sending that signal back to, for example, Google analytics so you can track a read. Um, I don't know if it's going to be like having a special designation like Twitter AMP or something like that, but still that's kind of a cool thing for us analytic geeks. Hmm. All right. A couple of uh, closing comments. First of all, special thanks to uh, Jeff for stepping in as the sidekick this, this week as we were short staffed. And also thank you to Grace Duffy for uh, being our show producer. If you're new to this show, get it on your calendar, socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Secondly, if you ever have to bail on us, capture the audio podcast. It comes out every Sunday evening. It's called the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, and we edit out all the mistakes. <laughs> we never make mistakes, right, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, right. And um, a couple of closing things. Um, first of all, if you guys haven't caught the journey, please do check it out. On YouTube, it's journey.show. You can find it over on Facebook. We have a very, very large uh, following over there watching the show every week. It's basically a behind-the-scenes documentary showing how we do what we do here at Social Media Examiner and some of the quirky stuff. This week's episode is particularly funny, um, and I need you to tell me blue or black, okay? You'll understand what I mean once you watch the episode, but blue or black, which is it? And I can already see some people in the comments putting in their votes. Check it out at journey.show. And uh, last news item is I just want to remind you guys to come to Social Media Marketing World. You know, if this is the stuff we cover in this show is important to you, why not come to an event where you can have a three-day immersive professional development training from all the top industry experts in the world and walk away with immense knowledge, great time, having had a great time and really truly being the champion of your business as you go back or allowing you to take your private business if it's just you to the next level. Consider getting your ticket today. We have a really big sale ending today on physical tickets, $400 off. Visit smmw18.com. And by the way, there is a $297 ticket option to come to the conference. Check it out, smmw18.com. With that, we want to say goodbye to all of our friends on Facebook and all of our friends on YouTube and all of our friends on Periscope and all of our friends on Crowdcast and all of our friends who are listening on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere. Thank you guys for listening to the show. We wish you guys a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy Hanukkah to those of you that are celebrating this week. You guys have a wonderful day. We will talk to you soon. Bye. 
The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.